This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Started the show talking about the Giants, of course, and the comments that Joe Shane and Brian Dable made yesterday. And really just looking ahead. Obviously, you look back and say that you know, I don't think anybody could look at the season and not think that it was a great success. Where I know it didn't end in a Super Bowl appearance or a Super Bowl victory. I know it ended in disappointing fashion, getting blown out in Philadelphia on Saturday night. However, it was still a great season any which way you slice it where the Giants developed Daniel Jones finally in year four. They clearly found their head coach who knows what he's doing and Brian Dable and assembled a staff that knows what they're doing with limited talent. They made the most of it getting to the postseason, winning a postseason game. And having a guy like Joe Shane who showed already he can be smart and disciplined and also knows what it's going to take to build a balanced team. You can't just say, well, yeah, we want Barkley back and Jones back and not uh, acknowledge that you have major uh, upgrades needed all over the football team. And it's hard to do that if you're overpaying for a running back, overpaying for a quarterback. So uh, we know Jones is going to be back. To me, it's just a matter of what he's going to be back at. Then the conversation of Saquon Barkley could come up, but I would not prioritize a running back. And I don't think Joe Shane is either. Not to say that Barkley's not going to be back, but as far as prioritizing him or you know overpaying for him, I don't think that's something that Shane is going to do because it's just not smart the way that you build a football team. Anyway, you look ahead with this Giants team and you have hope. But remember that this is just year one of this regime and there's a long way to go. You were reminded of that Saturday night. Long way to go. It can't just be, oh, well, year one, we made it to the divisional round, and then wait what's going to happen next year and year two with Shane and Dable. They're going to be even better, right? Wrong. Or at least not necessarily. And they kind of alluded to that. Where if you heard them tell, you know, Dable, it's hard to get back here. It's hard to get to the divisional round. It is hard. Giants could, you know... Win the division next year, for argument's sake, and still not make it to the divisional round. And speaking of the division, you know that is one thing that sticks out. Where you look at the overall record, nine wins, nine seven and one on the year, getting into the postseason, but one four and one in the division. That's just unacceptable. And maybe that was the biggest sign, as opposed to the Giants don't blow anybody out or they didn't look like a great team all year long. Look at the division, how they were. Barely beating Washington. They're lucky to have the one win in the division. And it just shows you how far they have to go. But this was not a year where they were built to go to the championship game. They weren't built to go to the division round. They weren't built to go to the postseason. But they did. It was a great run. Everybody enjoyed it. Until obviously the end. But looking back, I don't see how 
there were any negatives to come out of this giant season, especially when you factor in that they answered the two most important parts of any organization, quarterback and head coach. 877-337-6666. We also mentioned the rest of division round. You know, as we start to look ahead now, Cowboys with a terribly disappointing loss. Obviously, the Bills as well. Another frustrating end to another disappointing Buffalo Bills season as they will go home. But to me, it's more about what Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals have done. They clearly have showed that they may not be the Super Bowl favorites. They're one of, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon as far as leaving the upper echelon in the AFC. Burrow, Mahomes, that's the dream matchup we're going to have on Sunday. That's a matchup we expect to have more often as you know seasons go on here with these two guys. It's just unbelievable what they've been able to do. San Francisco, of course, we mentioned taking out Dallas. They will take on the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. And you're getting the two best teams in the NFC all year long. Niners and Eagles. Those are the two best teams. Can the Niners do it with a rookie quarterback? We're going to find out. Will the Eagles keep it going? Be fun to watch Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Not so much Sirianni in that punchable face of his. But Eagles had the best year all year long. What will prevail? And both teams can play defense. Both teams are tough. Both teams can run the football. You have to give. I would give the coaching advantage to the Niners. And I would give the quarterback advantage to the Eagles. And the Eagles have the home field advantage as well. But either way, we have all week to talk about that. We touched a little bit on baseball. Brian Cashman talking about Aaron Hicks being back as his left fielder next year, or at least that's what he expects. And the Rangers with a big win at the Garden last night, changing up the lines a little bit, going back to last year's with the kids' line, and Panarin and Kreider and Zibanejad on the top line. Shesterkin was great again. 6-2 win. Glant still not happy. And we even talked a little Islanders and their disappointment as their season, disappointing season, continues. Your calls, whatever it is you want to discuss on this Tuesday morning, 877-337-6666. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kevin? Good morning, sir. Thank you for taking my calls as usual. How are you, Kev? And uh, as a Giants, I am satisfied, to be honest with you. But, uh, um, um... I'm on the same wagon as you. I don't like Sirianni, man. That guy is a bully. Yeah, he looks like, he looks like a, a an arrogant. Well, he is arrogant and cocky. It's those are not redeeming can qualities. You watch the whole game. Like I understand that the Giants' defense and offense was like all over the place, but the guy who spent the whole entire game just laughing. Like remember the 1986 Red Sox and Max? Mm-hmm. The, the whole Red Sox bench laughing at the Max. Listen. I never wish anybody nothing bad, but I wish that I get a sucker punch on, on Sunday. <laughs> no, no, you don't want violence. You don't want violence. No, Kevin. no, 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 no. I say, I say, I say without getting touched. Oh, but a sucker you know, punch. You getting a sucker punch without getting touched. Well, That's like the same thing that happens to the Cowboys. I want the Eagles to suffer that. Yeah. And I, you know, you took the words out of my mouth today. Uh, I'm just now like, because I, I told my brother like a couple of hours ago, he's saying, this, there's only one thing I would never wear from Philadelphia, and that's an Eagle uh, jersey. Mm. The last thing, if I move to Philly one day, the last, I, I rather, I, I rather dress up like Rocky Balboa. Well, of course, who wouldn't? What do you mean? Why would you want to dress up like Rocky? He's a hero, right? Yeah, that's Rocky, of course. Rocky's hero universally. I mean, it doesn't have to be Philadelphia. It could be New York. It could be California. Everybody loves Rocky. Man, listen, there's nothing worse than having a bully coach. Mm. You saw the players, they res- you always got to respect your rival. It doesn't matter if he's a, a, you know, a miserable team or whatever. You always show that respect to well, your you rival. You know what? If he's going to be disrespectful, that's fine. You got to go out there and beat him. So he could do his antics, but and as long as he wins, he's going to have the last laugh. But listen, he's got to win. Take, take my word for it. The Niners going to knock him down. Well, you hope. <laughs> Trust me, with that difference, the Cowboys have. No, oh, I can't. I can't trust you. I, I don't. I don't know on this one. I'm torn. These games, Listen, to me, both it, these games can go either. I have no right now, as of this, you know, Tuesday morning in the four o'clock hour. I have no feel for those games yet. I'm not making a prediction on Tuesday. Sal, let me tell you something. If the Giants would have the defense the Cowboys had and the defense the Cowboys put against the Niners, they wouldn't go 
they would have gone head to toe against the Eagles. I'm telling you, I couldn't believe that. Like, how, how the heck did they lose that game? I'm not a Cowboys fan, but my God, Well, man, I mean, Dak was that. terrible. That's how. Yeah. The, the head coach is lost. Dak uh, played a bad game. I mean, there's... The running back came, came up with a broken yeah, leg. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, my God. Sal, thanks for taking my call, man. Oh. Um, I wish you a great day. Listen, yeah. before you leave me, yeah. I'm so proud that you haven't catch up with, with, with Daniel Sang. We call him Daniel Sang in Queens. Yeah. Daniel Sang? No, I'm, I've never I'm, met him. He lives in Long Island. Yeah, no, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with his work. I, I yeah, mean, I'm I, I, yeah. Well, what do you mean? I'm just surprised. How? What am I going to run into him? What the supermarket? You want oh you no, no, I'm not a celebrity. I mean, we're talking about Karate Kid. We're talking about my cousin Vinny here, and thank you for the call. Talking about Cobra Kai. Ralph Macchio is a celebrity. I'm just a civilian. Maybe Friday night at the Honor game. I mean, I'm sure he knows Gio. Maybe Gio can introduce me if he's there. I love to run into the Karate Kid. Matter of fact, I mean, as a kid, I loved Karate Kid. It's one of my favorite movies. I still like it to this day. And you say the phrases from the movies all the time growing up. I mean, I love them. All three Karate Kids. Love them all. Love Cobra Kai. But if I had to pick one movie... That I like from Ralph Macchio. Oh, it's such a tough call, but I'd probably go my cousin Vinny. That's probably my favorite. Either way, be I hope he is at the Islander game. And maybe one day we'll meet him. Is he a Mets fan too? I know he's a big Islander fan, but eh, either way, who cares? 877-337-6666. Hector's calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, Hector. What's up, Sal? Hector? I think you're a bigger celebrity nowadays than Ralph. Oh, Maybe yeah. like Cobra Kai crap house. Oh, stop. Bit. You don't watch Cobra Kai? It's a great show. Hell no. Hell no. What do you mean, hell no? Why not? I mean, yeah, I probably should have said hell no. But hell no. Know. Why not? What do you mean? Put the show. You don't even watch it. It's a good show. It was good in this time, whatever. That was fun. I enjoyed it as a kid. All right, let, blah, me, blah, let me ask you something. How old are you, Hector? How many times are you going to talk about how old I am? 46. Okay, you're 46. Okay, so we're basically similar age. You're a little bit older, but we're basically similar age. So if you grew yeah. up on Karate Kid, did you like one? Did you like two, three? What? Give me the Karate Kids that you're familiar with. Uh, I even forget how many of them there was. I know I liked one and two, okay. I think. All right, that's fair enough. Um, so, so let me just tell you why Cobra Kai is so great. Because the show itself definitely is cheesy and has very cheesy slash corny. It has cheesy slash corny elements. However, what's so brilliant about the show is the way that it ties in the nostalgia of the past movies. That's what makes it great. So if you, like me, grew up loving Karate Kid, you would love uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, I guess I was. Gonna, I guess I don't have the nostalgia like, like you do. Mm. I tell you one thing: you do. You've been talking about so much. You do got me wanting to go back and watch the Rockies. So oh, dude, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I haven't gotten into it yet as far as talking about it on the air. I'll probably save it for tomorrow because we're almost out of time today. But I am going to finish Rocky Five probably tomorrow and then start Rocky Balboa. So I've blown through. I did this in 2020. And then I listed them in order of which ones I thought were the best. And I checked that. I went back and checked it because I posted on Twitter after last night. My order now, two years later, is totally different. And I can't wait to discuss it. Now, you, you own them on DVD, don't you? I oh, do. You I do, but they're, but they're on Netflix. Okay, and then I, I was checking that. I did see that a few of them were on Netflix. I'm hoping they're all on there. Well, so at least one, one through five is on there. But you have to watch Rocky Ooh. Balboa. That's... That's it. I'm not going to count the creeds in this particular ranking. I got you, I got you. But you, you've seen Rocky Balboa, the last one? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I've seen all of them. <laughs> I, just, I just talked about it so much. I'm like, you know what? I, I really like the whole Rocky thing. So I'm going to go ahead and let me Let me tell you the secret. Uh, this is no joke. Last week, I forget exactly I where I was. No, I know. I'm not going to cut you off. I ain't until 5 o'clock. You got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I, I Let me tell you my story now. Listen to me. I, last week, I forget where I was because I was watching, I watched some Rocky movies at home. Oh, no, this one was at home. 
This was at home, I think. My wife fell asleep Friday or Saturday night, whatever it was. And I was watching Rocky through Rocky 2. And I cried like a baby at the end of it. Now, I've seen this movie a hundred times. And I was sitting there watching it at my desk downstairs. I'm doing other stuff. I was watching it on my iPad. And I was crying. That's how much I love these movies. I get into it every time, Hector. Now, that's something. I decided as a kid, when we went to the movie theater, my, my cousin's father, may he rest in peace, took us to the theater to watch Rocky IV. I cried in the theater when Apollo Creed um, yeah. died. I remember that. Spoiler! I spoiler I, alert! I, <laughs> I don't know about crying watching it. Now, but who knows? We'll see. Um, so, let me just say this, man. First things first. I've never hated on the Jets, right? The Jets is like, hey, whatever. Jets are playing. I root for them. I, I, I like to see them do well. It's starting to get to a point where I think I'm going to start hating the Jets. Because the, the chirping that I've heard from Jets fans this past weekend and now after we've lost, the Giants have lost, it's just ridiculous. Um, I don't know why they're so bitter. I don't know why they're so worried about us. Like, at least in my lifetime, I've seen, what, four Super Bowls? I think, yeah, four. Why do you think that Jeff fans would be bitter with the Giants' success? Well, that's why, because they haven't seen nothing. But Correct. don't worry about us. Worry about your damn team where you don't even know if you have But what coach. are you worried about yeah. them for? Why are you making it about the Jets fan? They're talking so damn much. I opened to it. I got to see my buddy Fleeks talking smack. I got to see Joel Clark. I uh, ignore it. Talk about, talk about your Giants. You thought I they were going to win. I got to guy that called earlier talking about how happy he was when the Giants lost because he's a Jets fan. And how did it so feel? Let, let me ask you something. How did it feel Saturday night? Because I know you were pumped up for the game all week. And, yeah, and then Saturday and you were pumped up for that game. How did it feel watching that early on? Um, hmm. I felt like, darn it. <laughs> These darn Eagles again. Yeah. Um, I felt like, okay, you know, Sal, I, I, that came from me. Well, again. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't felt that okay, in a while. I just you know, wanted to. You know, yeah. I'm with you the whole Daniel Jones for the most part thing. I didn't really think this, you know. Who expected this team to do this, right? So this this is a great season, in my opinion. Now, it's disappointing because once you're here, once you're in the position that you that they were in, you want to see them succeed, right? But realistically, I'm not even going to get on Brian Dable about the going in for it on fourth down because, hey, listen, if we were going to win, we were going to have to do crazy things. Right. Um, even if they convert there, and if they were to convert there, everybody would be like, oh, my gosh, the great Brian Dable, like he did earlier in the season, he's so gutsy, whatever. But he didn't, he didn't do it. It didn't work. People want to kill him. I'm not even going to go nuts about that because the fact is we got beat by a better team. That team is loaded. I hope they get their butts kicked by the Niners, but they probably won't. You know what I'm saying? But we got beat by a better team. So how do I feel? It's totally different than with the Mets where I was, oh, I, I, I was inconsolable. You know that. I was distraught. Because I had higher expectations, I guess, too. Hmm. Now, um, I am concerned going forward. Do I feel like we're in good hands? Yes. As far as the coaching staff, the front office seems to be stable. We seem to be, you know, have the right people in place. But I do worry about what are we going to do with these two guys, for the most part, the main guys. Who, Saquon, do you, well, do you want Daniel. Jones back? I mean, start there. Forget Saquon. Yeah, listen. Saquon's great, but can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. As far as Daniel Jones, Sal, I just don't get it. I told you before, I don't understand how, because this guy's getting this much, he has to get this much. I almost think, like, the NFL is a little, un- I don't want to say unfair, right, because what's unfair? That's ridiculous. But it doesn't make sense to me that the teams have a salary cap or whatever the heck it is, mm-hmm. whatever you, I don't know, whatever. But then the players don't. So you can play all these players, well, quarterback is exorbitant prices. And then you can't build a team. Oh, because, right. I see what you're like, saying, right? You want each position to have a certain cap or whatever. Some kind of like, you know, I don't know, maybe like the NBA a little bit. I don't know the teachers of the NBA, but where you fit in to this pay scale. And you pay these guys well. I'm not saying don't pay these guys well, but to have a salary cap on the team and then not on the players. Yeah, I, 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 I never thought of it like that. I hate the idea, and thank you for the call, Hector. As always, appreciate you checking in. I hate the idea of a salary cap, and I get it. It makes things more challenging. I just, I, you know, look, I get why it's there. I mean, you don't want to have the uh, same thing happen in baseball. You just have the rich get richer and continue to go out there and spend, although I personally like that, being that we're in New York. What do I care about what goes on in the smaller markets? We care about 
New York. And when the New York teams are operating like big market teams, you know, I wish basketball had a sal- had uh, no salary cap. James Dolan be going out there spending uh, spending on every great player, assuming they'd want to come here. But with the NFL, you have to be smart, and Shane knows it. You have to be careful. You have to, A, draft well. I mean, that is first and foremost to have sustained success, really any kind of success. You have to do well in the draft. But you have to also make sure you allot your money properly. You cannot overpay for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and expect to build a better team in other areas. just not going to work like that. And I trust that Shane will do the right thing, whether it means letting Barkley go or just you know, strictly bringing him in at whatever your exact price is, working with Daniel Jones to keep that number at a realistic spot. And if Jones wants to be all about the money, then he has the right to leave. 877-337-6666. Ooh, look who's on the line. I'll take a quick break. And then finally... We will get to hear from Brett from Long Island, who will face the music after his bold predictions about the Giants all year long, saying that they were going to the Super Bowl. Mark his words, they're going to the Super Bowl. Well, they fell short after they got pasted by the Eagles Saturday night. And I will say, you guys know I don't like to lie to you. I'm honest. I was not rooting against the Giants necessarily, but I was rooting against Brett on Long Island. And while I felt bad for Dable and my true giant fans out there, my true giant fan friends and listeners, I did not feel bad for one Brett on Long Island. Now he's going to face the music, and he'll do so on the other side. I respect that he called in. That's a good start. See what he has to say on the other side. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Resolutions win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. I teased it before the break. 
We shall see what Brett, I know I was getting a lot of text about this and some tweets about this. I wonder if Brett's going to call. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Let's find out for ourselves. Brett on Long Island. Sal, I have three things to say to you right now. A, I lost three friendships over the game. <laughs> B, I had a fight with two coworkers. And C, I've called the fan for years, and this is absolutely, hands down, the hardest call I've ever had to I, make. I respect and you. Anyone, yeah. anyone who hasn't followed this and is catching up, for five months, I've been building up the Giants. I feel like I'm by myself, and they gave me hope. And for five straight months, I was defending everything about the Giants from the top down. Right to the end, saying I think they'll get, they'll go to the Super Bowl, make a run. Everybody was against me. I really started to believe, Sal. And boy, were my dreams crushed, thirty-eight to seven. Oh, baby! No, no, they were crushed. You get here, your heart ripped right out, right out of the gate. Fourteen, nothing. It was over. <sighs> now, wait. First of all, I do respect you calling and taking it. Uh, you know, taking your lumps here as you deserve because you're talking about Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. The team won one game in the division, but I want to know more about these friendships. What happened? So the first one, they were losing, what was it, 28 to nothing yeah. at the half? Yeah. Okay. I get I get text. Um, what was the first text they got? When do the Giants play? Oh, yes. So of course I'm going to Give them my back. number, please. I want to be friends with so them. So of, of course I'm going to attack back. When do the Jets play? Okay. And then it gets crazy. And then everybody tells, and I'm in group text, and they say, oh, my God. And then I'm attacking the Bills. And everybody's saying, oh, you're so sensitive. Like, it's getting serious. I actually had one of my friends, we had, you know, a back and forth argument. You know, I deleted people on social media. I blocked their phone numbers. It took me two days. I had to unblock them and say, you know, long apology. I'm sorry. I get emotional. Like, this is personal to me. You know, you might as well talk about my kids at this point. And, you know, it, it, this is tough for me, so this is, it's not funny, man. I. You know, my wife is, oh, no, like, don't even funny. watch the game at home. Go out because I don't want to hear you at home. You're going to disrupt that. I told her I have to watch the game in a cage. You know, you, know, you do no this to yourself. If you just listened to me instead of fighting with me, you could have avoided these problems. You could have had fun but had tempered expectations. You expect Super Bowl. Then you get your teeth kicked in by the Eagles. Well, I mean, come on. And then, you, of course, you're going to be disappointed fighting with people. Why do you take it personally? It's just a team you root for, Brett. Come on. Sal, it's been six years. I'm sure you've had your times with the Falcons, you know, when they built up their run. You're going to tell me along the way there wasn't some haters and you didn't have a little back and forth. I mean, it's, it's different. Been six no, years. It's, it's why different. are people knocking me down right now? We're terrible, like, for the six years. That's what I was telling the people. You can't be nice to me and, like, no, you know, be happy No, but it's not that. It's that you talk about the Super Bowl when all you should be doing is being happy with the tremendous year that they had. That's the point. But why not the narrative? Why not us? Why not believe? When does that become wrong? That you get to the final four? I, I, think, it, I think it's twenty-eight nothing at the half. I, that was that was wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Sal. Thank if, you. Well, if not I'm ready for my apology. Let's not forget that. Let's get this over with because this is. I'm done with this now. Let's get this over with, please. What, what I owe Eric an apology. I you. You don't have to apologize to me. Uh, I appreciate it, but you don't have to. But well, we said I was, though. So wants one. No, you, you have to do it to Eric. Eric and Ron Cogham, you could apologize to him for how wrong you were about this Giants team. Go ahead. We're listening. Well, even to you, I'm sorry, Sal. You're the king of, of the fans. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did, you, I did say you, that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, you're the best, Sal. Yeah, you're number you. one. You've yes. been right the whole year. You told me that this <laughs> team was, was a flash in the pan. They weren't for real. And uh, you got me aggravated, but I'm sorry. You were right. And Eric, Matt Ryan is know, a Hall of Famer, thing. I think. Right? You had to throw that in. Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. I'll, I'll leave it alone for oh, now. Okay. I won't even okay. pile on that. But okay, fine. Um, <laughs> and to Eric, same thing. I'm sorry. You know, you, you, you know, I was wrong. And the Giants definitely weren't, you know, they, they got killed. I mean, I listen, the last thing I'll say before I hang up, it's not even that the Giants lost, right? If they would have had, like, a real close game like the other games, it would have been okay. Well, the Bills weren't close, but... It's the fact that, yeah, by halftime it was over, and at the end of the game, Jalen Hurts was able to rest. Yeah. So, no, it, it, right, it was. Sal, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Brett, for calling. I appreciate right, it. You and, got it, Sal. Right. And I am, um, I mean, look, I get it as a fan. You're right. We've all been there. I mean, you took it to another level, and I think you got what was coming to you. But you're right. If the Giants lost a close game, 
it would have been a different feel. The fact that they got pasted proved what the majority of us felt was the truth about this team. And look, I get it, Brett, and it's you know it's fun to go back and forth. Like I get being a hopeful fan and excited, but it just drives me nuts where you had a great season with this team. A great season. It should have been gravy, the divisional game. It was it was house money. But no, you've been running your mouth for weeks and weeks and weeks about Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. That's what makes it intolerable. The majority of fans are sane. You, my friend, were not. I I just, I love it, though. The fighting with the friends. I mean, come on, Fleeks, is that, I mean, that is great. That was incredible. And, like, knowing, hearing Brett's calls and screening him for so many years, it does not surprise me one bit that he's that person that, in the moment, gets a little too heated watching a game and that has to have the cool down period. Like, I'm sure his friends are used to it. I would bet this is not the first time that a lot of them have had the, you know, the they may not even know about it. Like, yeah, Brett probably just blocked me. I'll hear from him in a few days apologizing over any time the Giants lose. I had, um, I don't even really like telling this story, but I've told it before because it's not funny, but it kind of was in the moment. I had similar happen at halftime of the Falcons' blown Super Bowl. Like, I didn't check my phone during the game, and then after they blew it, I went and checked, and I had multiple texts. Ray Martell, that idiot Patriot fan, congrats, this and that. Like, And my cousin, who was like one of my best friends, like a brother to me, texted me, and he didn't even mean any harm by it, but he texted me, like, congrats, unbelievable win. And after they lost, I was obviously angry. And I texted, like, Martel, I don't even remember. I probably cursed him out so badly, whatever. But I remember my cousin saying, like, I texted him, like, you're dead to me. Do you know that literally three months later, he got ill and passed away? I know, it's a terrible story. It's not even funny. But, like, it, I live with that guilt, like, oh, God, it's a horrible. Lesson learned here, it's just sports. Don't take it that seriously. That Super Bowl loss started a downward spiral for me. And not to get too deep into it because it is a depressing story, but God. Months after that, you know, I ended up getting married. And that's not the depressing part of the story, by the way. Well, months after that, I got married. Yeah, what else? No, that's it. That was the depressing part of the story. No, months after that, I got married. uh, But my cousin got sick and passed away before that. Then my father got very sick uh, a couple of months after. It was just a downward spiral that I was still probably not recovered from. I know it had one has nothing to do with the other, but at 28-3, I'm on top of the world. And then, boom! It's a good thing you didn't have Dan Quinn or Kyle Shanahan's numbers. You might have ended oh, up in prison. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you better believe it, yeah. Good thing I was smart enough to stay off Twitter. I actually wasn't that angry after the game. I was despondent. Like, I couldn't believe what just happened. I sat there watching the post game and watching the highlights and like, oh my God, did this just happen? But those texts did happen because I was ticked at that. Come on, that's messed up. Texting people during the game, congrats. Like, that's messed up. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's a rough one, fighting with friends and all Want to hear from Brett again to cheer you up? No, why? What do you do now? I'm sorry, uh, Sal. You're the king of. Yeah, the oh, yeah, that's right. I did, <laughs> I did say you, that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, you're the best, Sal. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, number you. one. You've yes! been right the whole year. Just keep the. We had a clip off Sal. You're the king, and save that for every time he calls. Even if he doesn't call, I'll pretend. Let's go to Brett on Long Island. Sal, you're the king. Oh, thank you, Brett, for the call. I appreciate you checking in today. Frank is calling from East Isle. What's up, Frank? Hey, good morning, Sal. How we doing? How are you, Frank? Good. That was great. I loved it. Uh, I tweeted you on uh, after the game. I said, I can't wait to hear Brett from Long Island. There you go. Full, transpa- <laughs> Full transparency. You know I'm a Jet fan. I've called you many times. Uh, we got our own problems, but that's for another another time. Um, I agree. It's It was overconfidence, I think, in the Giant fans. I mean, on my social media page, after they beat Minnesota, it's big blue, G-men, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm like, the Eagles are 13-4 and four for a reason. That you know they were they were outclassed. They're a better team, and they're not going anywhere. So I I agree. I'm not a giant hater whatsoever. I just think that you know 
there's a lot to be done yet for that division alone. And, well, they have and one far- win in the division. I mean, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. And as far as the AFC East, I mean, I, I, I mean, we get the we get the right stuff going on in there. I mean, Buffalo's beatable. Obviously, we can see it. Maybe we're not too far away from an AFC title. You know, I, I don't know. You know, that's actually an interesting point, Frank. Thank you for the call. The Jets have their own problems for sure, and they have a lot of work to figure out here. Uh, a lot of work to do to figure out how they're going to get better, specifically at quarterback. But with their defense, with some of the young players on offense, there is, and to your point, with the Bills, you know, the Jets beat the Bills this year. Bills coming back down to earth a little bit. Josh Allen now where the contract kicks in. Bills not going to be able to do as much. All of a sudden, that division is open now. Now, the problem that you run into is Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, and even if you want to throw in Herbert or Lawrence, I mean, even if the Jets do find a quarterback, they're going to be behind in that department. They're going to have to be a team that's going to win on their defense. And even if you get about Herbert or Lawrence, just for argument's sake, and stick with Mahomes and Burrow, that is going to be a tall task going through either one of those two to get to where you want to get to. But the division itself, up for grabs. Because Buffalo is supposed to be the dominant team, and they just weren't. They weren't this year. I mean, 13-3, and obviously a dominant record in the regular season, but even that wasn't as dominant as you would expect. And like I said, the Jets beat them, as we know. They, you would expect they're going to take a step back down next year, and maybe others can step up. But remember, the Jets finished last in the division. There's work to do there. Alessandro is calling from Sycamore Park. What's up, Alessandro? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, just disappointed in the Jets' offensive coordinator search. I realize that you know we're not the best destination, but uh, you know the fact that Callahan. I don't care about Bevel, but the fact that he didn't want to come here, and um, I'm not really sure what we're doing at quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I listen to what you said. We do a lot of podcasts. I'm trying to get into more of uh, coaching, and not coaching, but uh, radio work like you. And uh, one of the things, who do you think would be the number one guy uh, to get as QB and also to get as offense quarter? I'm thinking Frank Wright or Olsen and uh, David Carr. Frank Wright, who you, what was the second thing you said? Olsen, the guy from the Raiders, to right. get him with Carr. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't go down that road. As far as the coordinator goes, and thanks for the call, Alessandro, and good luck with the podcast and your radio career. Just keep pushing. The offensive coordinator, to me, at this point is irrelevant. I don't believe the Jets are going to land a big name. And it's hard to imagine them getting somebody that's anything good with the structure the way that it is. Now, maybe they proved me wrong, but you have to figure they're walking into a potential lame duck situation with Robert Sala. They have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. That's Those are two major problems from the jump. So you're probably going to get an inexperienced offensive coordinator or somebody with not a lot of options which means it's not going to be a great choice or your top choice. So leave that alone for now. The quarterback is something that, you know, if they can't get Aaron Rodgers, and I guess a trade is possible, but it's difficult. Uh, I've said it before. I'm going to continue to say it. If they cannot get Aaron Rodgers, uh, Lamar Jackson going to be off the table now because he's going to go back to Baltimore. I do not want Derek Carr. I have no interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. For me, the best answer is Matt Ryan. The Colts are going to cut him. You're going to be able to get him dirt cheap. He is exactly what this organization needs. Exactly what they need. A veteran, leader, high-character individual. He's experienced. He can still play at a high level. Maybe not the highest of his highest levels, but he could still play. And there is no better mentor for Zach Wilson than Matt Ryan. And because of the limited options that are at quarterback for the Jets, or at least in my mind, I mean, I know some of you like Derek Carr more than I do or Garoppolo. I do not. I'd rather go this way. I'd rather 
hope that you can salvage Zach Wilson despite all the negative reports about him in the locker room and all that stuff. I'm going all in on trying to save him. The best way to do that, I have no doubt in my mind, the best way to do that is to bring in Matt Ryan. That, to me, is the perfect combination. Ryan for now, see what he can do on the field as far as being productive, behind a good offensive line, good running game, and with some weapons offensively, let him be a pro and a leader out there and let Wilson learn from him and let him get into Zach Wilson and have him be accountable and show him what it's like to be a real leader. That's what I would do. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Got it back on the fan going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry in about 10 minutes. We'll finish up with your calls. Pat is calling from the Bronx. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm doing all right, Sal. Uh, it's not how much you hit. It's how much you can get hit and keep moving Yeah, forward. Pat. I love that. One of my favorite quotes ever. I love that speech. Oh, and man, that's hit. such an underrated movie. People un- underlook Rocky Balboa, but it was great. Great message in that movie. Yep. You know, you you don't look to someone else for approval. You find your own way. You know, being a Jets, Mets, and Nets fan, it's very difficult. Every year, year after year, disappointment. I understand you being a Falcon fan, feeling that way, but it's been a long time for two of those teams, and one of those teams has been thirty-seven years. Who do I root for in football, South? Do I root for Philadelphia, San Francisco, Cincinnati? Maybe Patrick because he's got my name, the quarterback. But who do I root for in football? Well, what if you're one of the change allegiances? You're saying? No, I'm not going to change allegiances. I'm saying I'm very interested in football as a sport. Who, who do I sit down and do? What pony do I have in this race? Who is a good story? Who's the Cinderella story? Who's who's the team I should be behind now? Uh. I mean, you can make arguments. I would not say Philadelphia is any sort of Cinderella story. Maybe that's just because of my hatred for Philadelphia and Sirianni's punchable face. But I think you can make a case for the Niners and Brock Purdy, even Kyle Shanahan. I think you can make a case without question for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. That would be my pick. Um, if I'm picking one, I, I want to see the Bengals get that Super Bowl, get back to uh, a Super Bowl and actually win one. This time, and look, if you like, there's nothing not to like about Patrick Mahomes or even Andy Reid. I'm a fan of both of those guys, but they've already had theirs. So I personally am choosing Joe Burrow and the Bengals out of the four that's left. Is there something wrong, though, with looking at an injured warrior, Patrick Mahomes, hitting the field and, and overcoming this injury and going all the way? I know they have their. their oh, plus, deficit. I mean, you know Patrick Mahomes, who he is, right? Right, I know. His father? I know his father was in 1991, 10 games. Oh, there you go. I know you're a big Mets fan, so and thank you for the call, Pat. So maybe you could use that as your tie-in. Isn't it crazy to think that, like, we remember watching Pat Mahomes be the reliever for the Mets, and I always liked him. thought it was good. Imagine his son has become one of the best quarterbacks the sport has ever seen. Just weird. Dwight is calling from Asbury Park. What's up, Dwight? Well, uh, yes, I didn't talk, try to speak up for Dak. I know those two interceptions were costly, but in this era of football, you can't afford to be scared and play conservative. Like, I can, I equate him with being um, the, a modern-day Brett Favre. What do you think about that? Who? Dak? Um, Dak. No, he's not Brett Favre. I personally don't like the comparison, but that's just me. I don't think he's got the arm to be like Brett Favre. Um, I think he may – look, you want to talk about somebody who throws interceptions, and thank you for the call, Dwight. I appreciate checking in. You want to talk about somebody that throws interceptions, I mean, I I get where you're going there, but it was different with Favre. Favre was one of the all-time greats, gunslinger, big-time arm, of course. You know, Dak is a mobile quarterback – he can obviously make plays down the field, but he just makes some stupid decisions. 
His interceptions are not because he's trying to force a ball where it shouldn't be. He just doesn't see the field properly at times. I mean, I don't get it. That interception, the first one he threw yesterday was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Where are you throwing that ball? He's lucky he didn't have more interceptions. He could have thrown two pick sixes. Easily. Some days he looks great. Some days he looks bad. I hate the inconsistency. Gene is calling from Far Rockaway. What's up, Gene? Yeah, how you doing, Sal, man? I really respect you so much, man. I watch baseball tonight. But there is one problem I've got with you, man. I know you a Falcons fan, but please stop saying about Matt Ryan being the Jets quarterback. What are you looking at, man? He is one of the worst. He's finished now, man. No, he's not finished. I mean, I watch. Yeah, just, I, I get what you're saying. Look, you don't have to agree with it, but I'm not backing down from my opinion. If the Jets okay, were, hey, if hey, the Jets hey, were a smart organization, and they're not, if the Jets were a smart organization, they would do exactly what I'm saying. Now, unless you could go out there and get Aaron Rodgers, you could get Aaron Rodgers. Different story. Of the other mm-hmm. options, I'm telling you, the best one is Matt Ryan. I don't agree with you on that. And one I know, other but, thing, but you also have to understand something. Who do you think's watched Matt Ryan more in his career, me or you? No, I know you. No, I know okay. you watched him a lot, but so, I watched and, and him this year with the coach. You, you watch me on Baseball Night in New York. You've listened to me. Do you yeah, think? I, I respect okay. your opinion. Uh, well, and I appreciate that. So why don't you respect it on this particular case? Which players' asses have I kissed in the years? Like I criticize everybody. Why do you think that I like Matt Ryan? Because he's a former Falcon. No, 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 no. That has nothing to do with it. Oh, I hate Dan Quinn. He's a former Falcon. Why do I yeah, hate him? True. <laughs> like, but I just don't. I just don't agree with that. I'm sorry, man. I know and it's okay. Thing, you, don't, one, you don't have to agree, but I'm telling you that there's reasons for it, other than you think because I'm a Falcons fan. Has nothing. The only thing that me being a Falcon fan has to do with it is that I watched him more than anybody else. That's it. Okay, but when he was an MVP season back when he was going to the Super Bowl and stuff, mm-hmm. yes, I agree. But not now, man. I think I think he's shot. That's all. I mean, that's just my right. personal opinion. That's all, Sal. I got it. I, and thank you for the call, Gene. I appreciate you watching. Look, you're entitled to your opinion. And by the way, your opinion is the majority. Doesn't mean it's right, but your opinion is the majority. The other thing that maybe you're not hearing is that you think he's shot. My main goal in bringing in Matt Ryan is, A, I think he's still got some good football left, and so does he. B, he is the one guy that can teach Zach Wilson the proper way to be a franchise quarterback. Remember, what's the biggest issue with Zach Wilson? It's his inability to be mature, be a leader, get the team to respect him, all of those things. That's where Matt Ryan excels better than Aaron Rodgers, better than Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, that's his greatest attribute, Matt Ryan. And that's not something that goes away with age. You want to knock his arm strength? Fine. You want to say it's not the same as it was when he won the MVP in 2016? Fine. Again, I still think he's got some good football left in him. I think he was a victim of bad circumstance in Indianapolis. But his greatest attribute is not something that's going away. Jeff is calling from Smithtown. What's up, Jeff? Morning, Sal. Um, thanks for taking my call. If you're saying is true, Matt Ryan does come to the Jets. Do you think that Zach Wilson gives up the number two? <laughs> that's a great that's a great question, Jeff. I had to think about that and thank you for the call. All right, forget it. You know what? I'm sorry. That's right. Matt Ryan can't come to the Jets, in fact, because number two is taken. Look, I don't expect it to happen, but I hope for the Jets' sake it does. Unless they can get Rodgers, which is a different story then. Nobody else to me is enough of a difference maker to say that I would go away from my opinion on Matt Ryan. I believe they can win games with this team built the way that it is with Matt Ryan. And I believe that nobody out there, nobody is better for Zach Wilson than Matt Ryan. Now, ultimately, Zach Wilson is his own man. It's not like Matt Ryan is going to all of a sudden, you know, touch him and teach him the way. But he will, I guarantee you, set the proper example. I don't know what Ryan's future is in a league. He looked good on CBS the other day. 
It was great to see it. He wants to play. He believes he's got good football left in him. Some team, a smart I hope the Falcons do it. I want them to go back and get Matt Ryan now. You're not going to have to pay him anything. Let him mentor the young quarterback, whether it's Ritter, whether it's somebody else that they dread. That would be my model moving forward. All right, that does it for us. Sorry to Jose and Staten Island. We ran out of time. Get back to us tomorrow. We get five hours. You can call at any point throughout the course of those five hours. Thanks to Fleegs. As always, thanks to everybody who listened and who called. I appreciate each and every one of you. Be back again tonight at midnight for our Wednesday morning show from 12 to 5. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 1019 FM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.